Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 105. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam J.G. Wentworth Tetris. J.G. Wentworth. Everybody knows him, the yeah. famous editor at the Daily Bugle. Yeah. And Peter Parker's boss. And he had that he had that famous line that he always said to Peter Parker. What was that line again? Parker? That's the one. That's the one. How did you? That's the one. Yeah, everybody knows him. Who's J? Who's JG? You never seen a commercial for JG Wentworth eight seven seven Cash Now? (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Eight seven seven Cash Now. Right. Yeah. Of course. Is this is that a Philly thing? Uh, that's a good question. It probably is. It's Internet, let us know. I'm looking it up right now. JG Wentworth, cash now. Get a cash advance for <laughs> free. First of all, don't ever do uh, this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't this... ever do... This is the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Don't, don't... ever do none of them cash advances. <laughs> I needed cash, but I was out. I called JG Wentworth, and they gave me money at a ridiculous interest rate. Now when I do get paid, I'll be in the hole. But it's okay, because I can buy these Jordans right now. That's right. That's that guy right. The guy in that commercial doesn't want to buy Jordans. No, he is definitely. I just threw not. what I wanted in there. He is definitely. That, that was your. What you were doing right there was white voice. That was your. Fair uh, enough. Uh, yeah, uh, code switching. Yeah, what was. No, but what was the movie that we. Um, Oh my God! It's not blind spot. Sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, that was that was like your version. Hello, sir. Sorry to bother you. If I can just have one moment of your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny as hell. JG Wentworth. That's right. Anyway, welcome to Comic Book Junto Internet. Thank you for joining us for another episode. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you, we have an episode that should be right below this in your feed of um, Captain Marvel, our movie review, our spoiler review. Please mm-hmm. feel free to check that out. Listen to it. If you've seen Captain Marvel, we welcome you. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel, beware. Mm-hmm. It is a spoiler review. Mm-hmm. We're talking all about all of the things. So... How Check often, let me ask you, how often do you record an episode with me, and then after that, you think, I, I could have said that so much more quickly. Immediately after we stop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why awesome. didn't I make this point? Like, yeah. you ever make points to yourself in your brain? Mm-hmm. You're like, this is a great point. Yeah. I think last time, soon as we, I was about to say hung up, soon as we hung up on the podcast, mm-hmm. soon as we turned it off. Shut it down. We kept talking. And I was like, this is what I wanted to say the whole podcast. Why yeah. did I not say this? No, I felt the exact same way. And I feel that way in particular about the Captain Marvel one shot. Because I, I listen back to it, a little bit of it, and I'm listening to myself. And what I hear is, just shut up. Just get to your point. I'm saying this to myself. That's because you were drunk. Um, yeah, I was not intoxicated. You were uh, you were inebriated. You were, as they ca- like to call it, nice. I, yo, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was under the influence, the Cree influence, mm. and I was just trying to get my words out. But of course, after we do the show, I'm thinking. Uh, 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 I could have she, uh, she, she, uh, shot the uh, she, uh, shot the she uh, hit him with the blaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking I could have taken that entire thing that I said or struggled to say and boiled it down to like a sentence. Did break it, break it down for him right now. If let him know if it's a spoiler or not. I, I can break it down. It is not a spoiler. It is not a spoiler. It's okay. just it, it's just the, the summary that I'm thinking about. Yeah. Quick, quick taste for you if you want to go listen to the Compo Junto yeah. one-shot movie review. This is what you have to look forward to. Give it to him, Adam. I wish I liked it more. 
That's okay. like the whole, like the thesis. It was like the desire to like it more. I wish that I did. Fair enough. And that was it. And I'm like, man, just oh, just quit dancing around it. So I, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And then I felt kind of insecure, thinking like, am I the only one who thinks that way after this show? There are a lot of people, as you can see on the internet, mm. who did not necessarily hate it, mm -hmm. but they didn't love it, mm -hmm. and they were all kind of like, ah, it was, it was. It was a lot of people that that voice is getting just getting higher. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you love, if you, you know, if you look at it like, you know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are like, I want to like this. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> but it's cool. I like it. I've seen it twice now. Yeah, I'm still trying. To, I'm fixing to see it a second time. Yeah, I went back around again, and I was like, man, this is this is fun. This is fun. I had I'm trying to. I'm, I'm pulling up uh, the the money that it made. Oh Lord. Over the weekend, five hundred, right? It's opening 400? weekend. Yeah, I, I want to take a look at this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see where. Well, I it know lines one thing. Up. Either way, from what I understand, it broke some records. It made a lot of oh. dough. It made more money than any other origin comic book origin movie. Mm -hmm. More than what? I don't know. What? Which? What you got? So what I'm looking at opening weekends is you know what are we seeing here? Uh, worldwide, five hundred twenty-four million it's a lot of money the dollarinos uh so yeah it is it's doing very well it's doing very well yes as it should uh, and that's it's an exciting thing to behold mm. anyway our opinions are our opinions and captain marvel gonna do her damn thing irregardless as we say of of what we think mm -hmm. of what i think yeah, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who like it as well. Yeah, I being one of them. Um, <clears throat> I'm really excited for what's coming next. I'm really excited for um, Endgame. There are a lot of theories out there. That's right. There are a lot of videos explaining what Cree is, uh -huh. what a scroll is, what uh -huh. a flurkin is. Uh -huh. You know, like common knowledge here at the Comic Book Junto uh, podcast headquarters. Studio trademark copyright TMTM. Mm. Uh, mm. We all know what a flurkin is around here. Negative, sir. We all know what scrolls are around, I, I around these parts. You know, I don't want to get in. Let's 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 back off of this because then I'm yeah. going to feel the need to talk more for those who, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Understood. But yeah, I I got just just to circle back around. Quick quick hit for you. Here's my letter grade. I give it C plus, mm -hmm. and you give it C. Solid C. Solid C. So check out that episode. If you've seen it or if you haven't seen it, it's, you know, it's your fault. Mm -hmm, uh, if you mm -hmm, spoil mm -hmm. it for yourself. So that's that. Uh, since we're talking about Marvel movies, movies that are out right now, mm -hmm. there are a lot of pieces of news about Marvel movies to come. Mm -hmm. Some of them are speculative. Yeah. Let's call them. So I, I thought maybe we'd spend some time breaking down some of that. I'm trying to, like, in introduce categories into the news. You know, so we Impossible. can... Well, do you know who you're sitting across the table from? <laughs> and do you know who I'm sitting across the, the table man, from? The man! Octavius A. Newman. Yeah. yeah. I was like, how far? How high is he going to go with I this? Wasn't, I, I, I gave up midway through. Looks like you were like, I'm going back. I can't do this. <laughs> it's too late. <clears throat> uh, all right. So a couple of things that I wanted to, to toss at you and see what you know about this. Shang-Chi movie. Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi... Uh, is, a, let's say, a lesser-known Marvel character. Right. But is definitely getting a film, that much we know. Yes. And today, it was announced that we have a director tied to the movie. That's right. And that director is notable because that director has worked with Brie Larson mm -hmm. in previous films. 
and uh, has also worked with uh, uh, some other folks who are in Marvel movies. Michael B. Jordan. Really? Would he, so, yeah, I looked him up yeah. on IMDb, and I looked through his filmography. I looked at what he's directed, and I can't say that I have... Rec- I recognize anything. Yeah, so the, on the one that I, I've been told over and over to take a look at is a short film from 2013, Short Term 12 mm-hmm. is a movie that he worked on. Okay. Anyway, let's say his name now. Uh, his name is Destin Daniel Cretton, or Cretan. I think it's Cretton. Cretton? Cretan. Uh, and he is an Asian-American man, which is notable because Shang-Chi is an in, in Asian uh, character. In the Marvel comics. Destin Daniel Cretton was right. born on DDC. November 23rd, 1978 in Maui, Hawaii, USA. He is a director and producer known for Short Term 12, 2013. Mm-hmm. That's right. Short Term 12, 20, 2008. And uh, Deacon's Mondays. 2007. Mm-hmm. Any of those ring a bell for you? Have you seen any of those movies? Not seen any of them, but the one that I'm told everyone should watch is Short Term 12. Okay. That's the one. So Let's put that on your it. list. I'm reminding myself, I'm telling you, Octavius, anyone listening to this, watch Short Term 12 and let mm-hmm. us know what you think. So we have a, a director. How are you feeling about a Shang-Chi movie? Um, I'm excited about it because, I mean, what's going on here is we're getting some more representation Mm -hmm. and i think that that's good and i think that it's wise that they got an asian director as well yeah so that's good and there's enough stuff out there for them to actually stretch their legs and try new things yeah so again i want to like it i want to see how they get us there like how do they connect us to that because isn't there um eternals movie I believe as well. that's happening as well, yeah. You know, so I'm kind of like, all right, we're hearing that this is happening. We're hearing that a Black Widow movie is happening. Mm-hmm. And one of our other stories that, you know, the Marvel Fox deal, we'll get into that later on. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of potential and possibilities for what could be coming next. Yeah. And that's what makes this time so exciting. We don't know what's coming next. Yeah. And, you know, Marvel has had this this plan, this long-term plan for how their movies are going to be released over the course of several years, and now we have no idea what's to come. And we have some lingering items to, I guess, see in films that are coming out. Like, what's going on with Adam Warlock? Where he at? I guess we're going to have to watch Endgame to get some clarity on that. Yeah, if, if they even include it, we're going to find out. Well, one thing I wanted to... Um throw out there about Shang-Chi. Mm. Shang-Chi is known as the master of Kung Fu. That's right. Now, one of the big things I'm looking for with Shang-Chi is that he represents himself visually and I believe he is a or the master of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm looking for in my Shang-Chi movie. Yeah. Because we know that a lot of times like a lot of these old Kung Fu master characters are just they're just doing Bruce Lee or they're doing a kung fu that like they're like oh kung fu is in right now yeah. and I recognize that as we we've been having these anime conversations I think I said on the show that oh I had the epiphany of my anime was kung fu movies mm-hmm. that's what it was for me like yeah. I grew up watching kung fu movies I have so many kung fu movies in my head mm-hmm. I have as many and if I talk to a lot of people like that you know. They don't have, it's just kung fu movies aren't just like a regular part of people's diet anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going out to see the newest kung fu movie. So, 
that's it, and I don't want I don't want to let them tell me the story they want to tell me, but that's what activates in my head when mm-hmm. I go, oh, you're making a kung fu movie. Yeah. Okay, because this guy's the master of kung fu. If he ends up looking like Finn Jones, mm-hmm. I'm going to be frustrated. Danny Bland. He should look like again. He should look like Bruce Lee, Jet Lee, Jackie Chan. You know what I mean? Like we should be getting at least communicating that. Oh, he's that level of like masterful of over kung fu. Yes, and I want to see Marvel do this right because this character originates from the 1970s, the early 1970s, and you know that it was white people making this character. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure back in the 70s and up until now, I don't mm-hmm. know how the, the the characters, creators have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure that it has always been through a really stereotypical lens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when this movie finally comes out, I, I want to see it done with authenticity, with love, right. in, in an innovative sense of what a master of Kung Fu looks like. Mm-hmm. Don't give me Tilda Swinton playing the ancient one. Please. Um, I only have one thing on my wish list for this movie. Louis Tan? And that it, well, yes, two things on my wish list mm-hmm. for this movie. And uh, I need to see one issue represented, Master of Kung Fu, okay. issue number 19. You've read this? Martial arts versus man thing. It's a good issue. It's a very good issue. It's got some of my favorite panels where uh, Shang Chi. Internet, I just he like wish. he like drop kicks Man Thing and he gets stuck I've in him. This. You, yeah, I've he like seen moves this. through him like like a gooey portal. It's awful, and I need to see that on the screen. Please give me that. You're better off tweeting it at that Kevin Smith. You think I have not? I believe you have. People, you got <laughs> you got you got an army out there. Yeah, you got people doing it on your behalf. Yeah, we do. We out here. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I got on Shang Chi. Um, what else you got? You got something pulled yeah, up Yeah, more Marvel news. All right. Uh, what do you know about a Doctor Doom movie? I've done my Googles on this here. Yeah. So the same guy who is working on Legion. Noah Hawley. For FX, mm-hmm. right? Word on the internet streets <clears throat> is that he has a script that's done or close to done or first draft or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's he was he was working on a Doctor Doom movie. He is he this he that, and the word on the street is that he's actually shared it with Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, "Hey man, what's up?" He's mm-hmm. like, "I got a script. You should read it." He gives it to Kevin Feige. Hasn't heard back from him. Yeah. So I got a quote from. Funny enough, I, I've reached out to Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. I okay, have how, not. How was that? Haven't heard back. Interesting. So Noah Hawley and I have that in common. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from Noah Hawley. I would love to make it Marvel. They've got a 25,000 year plan. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. I just don't know if I fit in there. Mm-hmm. And again, the word is he hasn't, hasn't heard back from Kevin Feige. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. But I think I know why he hasn't heard back from Kevin Feige. Why is that? Because the Marvel Fox deal is not done yet. Yeah, I think the date, by the way, is March 20th. Yes, mm-hmm. we're days away. Yeah. So a large reason as to why he probably hasn't heard back from Kevin Feige is because it would probably mess up the deal. Like, you can't be doing like doing deals with the, the you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to violate anything. Yeah, you don't want to put the cart before the horse. And, I think it's also, like, legal. Like, you, oh, can't, sure. you can't legally engage in certain dealings if you're trying to acquire something or whatever. I don't know all the details. Yeah. So, but at least what they're saying is there's some sort of conversation between them, 
and it's maybe a possibility. That's mm-hmm. what I got so far. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by Noah Hawley making a Doctor Doom movie. Doctor Doom is one of those villains that I desperately want to have a quality version of in the MCU. He has had some not so great versions. Nah, on the <laughs> on the big screen. It's it's been unfortunate for him and the Fantastic Four. And it's like D- Doctor Doom is just one of those classic. Excellent, beloved mm-hmm. villains. Mm-hmm. I want to see it done right. And we've never seen Latveria done correctly. Isn't his suit made out of... Doesn't his suit get made out of vibranium at some point? Something Or like, it's made out of vibranium? Maybe. Or, I don't know. Or, or, or something about magic and vibranium. I'm trying to dig through my Marvel Wikipedia in my head, and I'm not quite coming up with it. Mm-hmm. But I know something between... Doctor Doom and Vibranium happens. Well, There's some the, connection between Doc and... Well, that's the point. There's some connection between Doc and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doc and Black Panther. Doc and Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, Doc and Luke Cage. Yeah. Like, there's all of these connections between Doctor Doom and... And everybody. Everybody. I, he's a world power. He has his own country, you know? And I, I think Noah Hawley said that his script, I don't know how much it's changed, if we will ever see it, but he said his script was like someone going to Latveria, a, a reporter going to Latveria and trying to get Dr. Doom's story. I think he's been um, hiding in his own country and just staying out of the limelight for a little while. And someone goes in to interview him and report his story and it's up to the audience. Like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? What is he doing? What is Doom's whole thing? And I, I want, I want that story. I want Doom to be a part of the MCU. I'm sure he will be. But how do you think they're going to introduce him if they do? I don't know. I mean, as I think about Endgame and what happens after Endgame, I'm thinking about possible resets because I'm thinking some characters are not going to make it out of Endgame mm-hmm. on a on a uh, just by the book these are the facts of the situation some of these actors their contract did not get renewed that's that mm-hmm. so how do we gracefully bow them out of the, the the movie and by that right you know the entire cinematic universe I think maybe there's a reset and if there's a reset that gives the ability to do a Spider-Verse thing maybe we're in a new world maybe it's a different timeline you know if we didn't fight Ultron during this time and these things didn't act the way that they acted Mm -hmm. then there are different world powers Mm -hmm. I don't know man yeah I'm not sure yeah but while we're staying on Marvel and we're staying on leaders royal leaders Mm -hmm. Namor there's a rumor go ahead there's a rumor. Take us there. Walk us. Walk us. Walk us. There's there's a possibility that Namor uh-huh. will make his way onto the big screen. Tell me more about this here. Because the director of Doctor Strange, okay, a guy named Scott Derrickson, uh huh, tweeted on the 13th of March. Come on now. An image from Do you remember Fear itself? Yes, it was an arc some years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tweeted an image from Fear itself with Doctor Strange in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But Doctor Strange is underwater, mm. and behind Doctor Strange is King Namor. Mm-hmm. And there's the words in the tweet. It says, "Are you experienced?" Which is the title of a Jimi Hendrix song. And the first few lines of that Jimi Hendrix song have to do with, um, I think, themes that would be relatable to Namor. Okay. And then Scott Derrickson deleted that tweet. Ladies and gentlemen, Detective Tedris. Huh? 
<laughs> the, I'm uh, Matchstick. What's his name? Matchstick. Matches Malone. Yeah, I'm like Matchsticks Malone. Matches Matchsticks. <laughs> I'm like, Man, like, Brett's, a, yo, I'm like a Breadsticks Malone. Breadsticks Bill. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Matches Malone. Matchsticks Malone. No, Matches Malone. Breadsticks Malone. <laughs> Adam, I'm telling you what it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I heard you. Yeah. So uh, Scott Derrickson, he, he deleted that tweet, which is interesting. Maybe he spoke too soon. Maybe he didn't anticipate. Somebody was like, get it. Get that off get now. What a, get that <laughs> yeah. off the Twitter. Kevin Feige, he flew over his house, slapped his hand real quick, made him delete it. You, you know, know, like a, like a <laughs> like a parent, like Ryan. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, J- uh boy, Stop. you know who I'm talking to. Get that, take that down. Log off. Can't remember okay. all all your director's names. Scott, give me your computer. Come on, give me this here. Give me your computer. Uh, and, and and unplug that game. Oh, and man. unplug that computer too. Uh, Kevin, unplug the computer. Do I have to? What did I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a little like start knocking stuff around. His hands on him. Yeah, so he he tweeted that out, and that's notable because there's n- no news really about mm-hmm. the next Doctor Strange movie. There's no new news about anything except the fact that we got Spider Man coming after Endgame. We've seen a trailer, mm-hmm. and then um, just kind of like rumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibilities. Not not much to go on, which means you know this is prime time to just start coming up with conspiracies and ideas and theories. I'm really excited about what this could mean. I would love to see Namor on the big screen because you know what mm-hmm. you know what that connects to. Well, it definitely connects to Wakanda. Sure enough, absolutely. And the thing that I've uh, I've seen some other folks tweet about this, and I'm going to chime in. This connects to the Illuminati. Yes, the Illuminati. That. That's that's uh, a that that's heavy because uh, there's, there's a lot of you want to give the short version of the well, it's too much I don't know I, I mean I can try to give the the shortest version that I could give is when Jonathan Hickman was writing Avengers you books. just said Jonathan Hickman and then said short oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> four years later then so hours later so right after that right mm-hmm. so that's Black Panther now let's go to Doctor Strange all right now we gotta go into another world all right there's these incursions and did did I mention Black Swan all right there's Black Swan there's these incursions did, have I said anything about Proxima Midnight stop me if you've heard about Ebony Mall stop me okay let me get into Ebony Mall right yeah so there's a whole lot to say but the short version is the Illuminati were secret Avengers that were doing things that were so vast and so heavy in terms of the stakes and that the things they needed to do that no one knew no one knew about them. Well, isn't it like here's why my understanding is it? Yeah, there's information. It's not safe for anyone to know all the information. Mm-hmm. So each one of the members of the Illuminati knows some of the information. Yeah, basically, is that basically that. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a group of people that come together. And consult with one another and get stuff done. And they each that's possessed, the, like the shortest. They way each possessed an infinity stone, and so it was like there were there were enough of them to have that many, and no other superheroes knew the existence of the Illuminati. They were in play before Secret Wars came back because they're different dimensions and they're uh, that's colliding why they pull, and they others. pulled up on Black Panther. Like, let me get this infinity stone. He's like, nah, yeah, you can't. Have it. And I mean, this is this is a, a plot line from. Years ago, mm-hmm. but it's still really good. Jonathan Hickman did some of the coolest shit with this, and Namor was in there. Black Panther was in there. Reed Richards, um, Hank McCoy was mm-hmm. in there. Previously, uh, Charles Xavier was in there, but you know, spoilers. 
Avengers vs. X-Men happened. Previously, Cap was in there, but spoilers, he didn't agree to the terms that the Illuminati came to, so he got outed. Um, it's wild. Mm -hmm. It was so good. So now I'm seeing Fox, Marvel, all of these things coming together. Maybe Namor's in play. The Illuminati could happen, and that would be very tight. I love that plot. That leads me to the next piece of news. Mm-hmm. Have you picked up a Marvel comic book today? Not today. Well, I have something to show you, my show friend. Show me something from, so, from today. Any Marvel comic books that came out today had a, uh, a page in them that I think is kind of curious. And you know, sometimes they do these uh, advertisements. Ladies and gentlemen, Detective Tedderus. You've never seen, you know, I've never seen this side of no, Adam. Oh, man, I'm voracious. I'm ver I gotta look that, that word up. Tell me, tell me that the, there's actually an advertisement. I'm looking through Amer uh, Amazing Spider-Man right now. It's the beginning of a new arc with Craven. Mm. Ooh. Yeah, the and, he's, and he's hunting everyone. He's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. I might not have picked up an issue that has this in here. What's it, and what's it supposed to be? It's a, this is a one-page advertisement, and that one-page advertisement has this really um, vague piece of writing on it. And if I can find that writing, it seems kind of reminiscent of something that Hickman would do for a book. And Hickman is no longer writing any comics for Marvel. Mm-hmm. And you know that there was a time when he wrote everything. Right. You know? So um, there is potential that Hickman is coming back. And there's potential that he'll be doing an X-Men book. Hmm. And that's because every Marvel comic book includes this page. You want to look at that page and read that. It's written from a typewriter. Mm -hmm. When two aggressive species share the same environment, evolution demands adaptation. Or dominance. That's it. That's it. So there, there are when the truth uh, isn't the now, truth. Now here we are again. What universe at are the you precipice even in? of reality? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Jordan Peele, or maybe it's John or, Hickman, and it sounds like uh, familiar X Men talk. You know, we're talking about evolution. We're talking about adaptation or dominance. And uh, if he comes back, he might be right next man for okay. Marvel. Which X-Men? Because there's a bazillion X-Men books. Yeah. We went it, from no X-Men books that's the to problem, all of the X-Men books. There's so many X-Men books. I have no idea. But this is probably something that we'll find out more about uh, at the end of this month when mm -hmm. Marvel solicits uh, solicitations are out. And maybe it would be an event that we see unfold in the summertime. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I want that to be true. Have you read all Hickman's of Hickman's the best. Avengers stuff? Uh, almost everything, as far as I can tell. The only thing that I'm not 100% caught up on that he he wrote is Shield when he was writing Shield and it was about like So you've Shield read everything except Shield? Yeah. What? You've read a lot of things. I, I just really love his work and you know, it's the kind of stuff that spans over years. Mm -hmm. His ideas unfold slowly um but deliberately. And yeah, and the thing is when you're reading Hickman's stuff, there's a lot of times where you're kind of going, "What?" Yes. What are you what are you talking about? Yeah, there're like dozens of issues when you have no idea what's going on. But then when it all shapes into the the conclusion, then it matters. Did I bring up X Nihilo? Have I talked about that? We don't need to go. Did there. I say Starbrand? Let's stop let's, me. Let's move stop. Okay. Stop. All right. Okay. <clears throat> all right. So, let's stay with um Disney. We touched on this. Let's stay with Marvel and connect, connected to Disney. We mm -hmm. touched on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um Disney is going to be closing the deal with Fox. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. That is a huge Quite literally. Deal. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's going to be on March 20th. They had to do something with Brazil that seems to be done. I think there's something with Mexico they had to do, and they got that done. So ultimately— God knows what those things were that they had to do. But I like the way that you summarize this. Yeah. I got to do something with Mexico before we get this done. Listen, there's a thing I understand is going oh, on. No. There's a giant mouse who's been talking to Mexico. <laughs> oh, no. I personally wouldn't go over there. I'd send one of my guys. Oh. The great guys. My guys are the best guys. They're great with mice. You should see it. White House, no mice. Never. With, Before me, with mice, mice everywhere. Now, um, Disney, uh, they're over there doing things with Mexico. I want to build a wall. Yeah. Uh, my wall definitely wouldn't allow mice in. No, okay. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Trump, what are you, what are you talking about? No. Talking about mice. No. White House, no mice. Best place, cleanest. No mice. Anywhere. Uh-huh. But anyway, so <laughs> they, uh-huh. uh, they did but this. But there's a rat. But there's a rat. Michael Cohen. I understand. I'm not going to say his name, but Michael Cohen definitely is a rat. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say his name, me personally. Oh, sure. Um, Tim Apple. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. The president of the United States is such a clown. He's wild. I hate him. He is the wild. Yo. Anyway, um, deals getting done March 20th. Yeah. So. There's some other things that are going to be going on, but do you think this means that we are going to see something that connects Fantastic Four or X-Men or some sort of setup for mutants in Endgame? You've no, got to believe no. they were filmed something. Like, they prepared. They're not stupid. I mean, I know that, but you, you said it yourself just a few minutes ago. What I, what I say? Noah Hawley can't put the cart before the horse. You know, there's legal uh, obstacles. Well, do they go back in? Are they, are they like, sit, like, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, we just found out the deal was going to get done on March 20th. You yeah. think they just found out Kevin no, Bunn was like, oh, of course well, of course. it's going to happen? Like, they... If you're Disney, shoot, I'm planning for money. I'm spending money I don't have right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what I'm going to purchase when I get some money. Yeah. So you got to believe. I mean, Kevin Feige's even said, well, of course I have ideas. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it's it would be legal. By the time Endgame comes out, it's legal. Yeah. For them to do something. Sure. Or whatever they put into the movie, they, they're praying that it's legal by the time they put it you out. You got to believe that they maybe recorded two versions or... The credits roll, the dust is settled, end game is over. You're pshink. And at the very end, fade to black, and all you hear is... Yeah, right. for the first time ever, we see Wolverine in the yellow and blue costume. Which we've never seen on screen. Yeah. Come on. I want it. I want that <laughs> yellow and blue. It's probably not going to happen. No, probably will not. Um, I, no, I, I don't expect this to happen. And here's the thing. I, I don't want folks to expect it to happen because it'll just be disappointing. I mean, I can want it, though. I get that. I, I can want uh, to eat a, a chicken sandwich right now, but it's not going to happen. Is this where your mind is at? That's where my brain... I do want to eat a chicken sandwich uh, right now. I respect now. it. But the more I think about it, the more disappointed I get because it's not <laughs> present. So I'm saying, I think these things take Stop thinking more about time. Even Marvel's magic house of ideas, these things take more time than, than we expect them to. Mm-hmm. Or as much time as I expect them to. I think it's going to be a slow roll. Okay. Yeah. Well... 
here's another thing that's really cool about this whole Marvel thing. We know we've got Disney Plus that's coming. And yeah. the word on the street is they're going to be making a What If series. Yeah. Now, do you know? I know you know what What If is. I do. Now, Internet, I'm going to talk to you like you don't know what What If is. Here's a little thing that Wikipedia has to say. What If, sometimes rendered as What If dot 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 question mark, is a series of, <laughs> that's what it says, is a series of comic books published by Marvel Comics whose stories explore how the Marvel Universe might have unfolded if key moments in its history had not occurred as they did in the mainstream continuity. Mm -hmm. The idea of Marvel on Disney Plus, Disney Plus, mm -hmm. um, doing, because it's going to be animated, but voiced by a lot of the actual actors who play the characters, yeah. doing a What If series that's so but it's going to be based off of the mcu so good that's really that's cool. so smart you know those youtube videos uh like how lord of the Rings should have ended mm -hmm. it's basically that it's just official marvel would be making these official non-canonical what if stories that's so fun man that's the kind of stuff that turns me on to Disney Plus. You're already going to get Disney Plus. Well, I don't want to. You was going to get it. Disney They're going to put all... Disney Plus is the opposite of a chicken sandwich right now. <laughs> and they're teasing it in front of me. And I'm like, come on, man. They're going to put all of the Disney movies. Do not care, though. All of the Disney movies. That's fine. What about your kids? I don't... <laughs> what about my kid? Uh-oh. What about my kids? What do you know about my kids? I mean... Seriously, what do you know about my kids? I'm, you don't want to talk hungry? about this right now. They need help. Uh, talk about what about your kids? My, I got nieces and nephews and Zuri's that I need to watch these movies <laughs> with. But that's it. Uh -huh. That that's it. So like, I'm less concerned with watching Beauty and the Beast again. Yeah. Are you? I mean, do you plan on getting this day one? I mean, of course, if it's not finance, if it doesn't price itself ridiculously, mm -hmm. if it's like thirty bucks a month, I'm gonna be like, whoa, fam! Like oh, that's God. that's nutso. But if it's if it's supposed to be competing with Netflix, I would assume that it's going to be Netflix priced around like that ten dollars. DC Universe, I think, is six bucks a month. Yeah, I think it's seven. I believe. You know, they don't even have all Batman animated series on there. I don't understand that. Only season one and two. What is this? I don't know. D DC Universe. What are you doing? I don't know. I do not understand. Bruce you. Tim is somewhere in his home. You know. Uh, holding all of these episodes of Batman animated series close to him, saying, "No, you can't have it." Well, they're making them HD, so maybe they're still working on them. I don't okay. know. I guess but so. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, Batman animation, we have some news. Oh, my gosh. You watched a trailer before we got on the mic. Very excited. For Batman and the TMNT movie. Let me tell you something about my childhood. That is so up your crime alley. It is ridiculous. <laughs> what do you mean? That is like the most Octavius thing. TMNT and Batman together. Correct. Yeah, that's you. And it's a cartoon. Yes. So... Yes, mm -hmm. they got it. It sounds like a new voice playing Batman. Oh, it's it sounds similar to Kevin Conroy, but I don't think it's him. Uh huh. So it's like the gravel in the guy's voice isn't the same playing Batman. Yeah, and they've got like a bigger like the the turtles seem kind of like huskier. They're mm. bigger, like more muscular, taller. They but seem they're like not like the the new turtles. Whatever Michael Bay was doing in the movies. I stand against it. I don't stand with it. No, 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 no. I, I mean, the, I mean the animated New Turtles. You know the ones where oh, they have like no, radically no. different body types. No, nah, not like that. Yeah. Not like that. I like the ones before the last ones. Mm -hmm. I, I watch those. Actually, I actively watch those um, with my youngling. But mm -hmm. you know, 
the newer ones, I just haven't spent enough time with it. And visually, I'm kind of like, ah, Raphael's supposed to have size. What does he have instead? Like a like a like a billy club thing almost. Okay. You know? I don't and get that. like the weapons are just different. Uh-huh. So a lot of it are they is changing like, the weapons so they're not stabbing folks? I don't I know. I don't know, and I haven't really spent a lot of time watching it. Yeah. So I'm purely going off of maybe watching one episode uh-huh. and kind of going, oh, well, mm-hmm. I got to give this some more time to really have a full opinion. But yeah. Anyway, I'm curious about that. You have like Donatello has one of those pool noodles. Leonardo has a Nerf gun. Uh, Raphael, no. what's he got? A billy club. <laughs> it's kind of like it's like the pol- yeah, you see Liam Neesey, Liam Neesey's out here looking for some. <laughs> I'll walk the streets. Oh no! Trying to find, wishing someone would come after me. Oh, it would be Raphael. He has anger issues. Raphael, who? Which turtle? Let's let's talk about this real quick. Which turtle do you relate to the most? Leonardo. Why is that? Well, first and foremost, blue. And when you're a That's kid, such little kid logic. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Blue. Who's yeah. your favorite Ninja Turtle? I just told you my favorite color is blue. Yeah, you have everything. Why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> you know like 85% of what there is to know about me now. Just extrapolate that out. In Ninja Turtles theory, I, I succeed. I'm doing great. In Power Rangers, there's a struggle. I'm Billy. You're... Isn't Billy blue? Yeah. You were, you, you, were, you was like rolling with Billy? That's right. Yeah. And it wasn't my choice. It's blue. <laughs> it wasn't my choice. <laughs> no. I had nothing to do with this. Can you imagine what it was I like? I didn't pick this. When I saw the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with Ivan Ooze mm-hmm. and Billy was no longer the Blue Ranger, but instead, no, but, wait, Billy was the Blue Ranger, yeah, but, 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 but the Black Ranger was a kid named Adam. And now I'm like, oh, wait, no. They changed the Black Zach Ranger's Zach was name? out. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I don't remember this. Zach was out, and uh, Black Ranger was a kid named Adam. And was he I, black? I was like, ah. was it still? Was it still no. uh, obviously racist? No, it was not. Not racist. But Maybe you they know what were I just, mean. Yes, they were. I think they were trying to jumble it up a little bit for their big screen debut. Like, but now I got to look at this guy named Adam. And oh wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry. You're talking about the new, new ones. Ivan News, John. Ivan News. Anyway, yeah. We don't, need to, new, we don't need to get too deep. <laughs> I'm so lost here. I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what is a Power Ranger? <laughs> talking about Ultraman? Go, go, Power Ranger! Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about on this podcast? So this, we were choosing... Uh, oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which TMNT. one do you relate to most? I So I relate to <laughs> I relate to Leo, but I don't know how much I relate to him. But that... That very much became the sentiment that I use for just about anything. So in neighbor in neighborhood games, we play war, get nerf guns, capture the flag. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I got to be the leader because I'm Leonardo. This is how it goes. Street sharks come out. Well, I got to be the leader because I'm. And it was just like these these archetypes stuck to me because Leonardo was my guy. Hmm. Who was you? I mean, it was it was Raph. Yes, had to have been Raph. Yes, yeah. Why did you? Well, I, what makes you say that, Adam? Raph gets hot, and yeah. I just—he's—he's he's a brawler. He's yeah. like—he's he, ready to tumble at any time. Yeah, well, especially with the movie. Mm-hmm. When I saw the movie, I was like, you know, the nineteen ninety Ninja Turtles movie. As much as you—you you may not recognize it, but Raph is like the main character of that movie. He, he, his was the emotional arc. Yeah. So, in a lot of ways, watching that movie, I'm like, oh. I connect with what's going on here. I I can that like his like you said his emotional arc. I felt it. I feel his experience. Mm-hmm. Like I lost a sigh. 
but I get it back. You know, that whole moment of him being like, you know, your brothers deal with their emotion this way, but you deal with it that way, and I'm yeah. here for you and all that. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. connecting. Yeah. So, yes, Raphael being like tough guy, hothead, like – I'm, I connect with that. Yeah. And his accent. I've been doing a Raphael accent for Forever. years. Forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was oh, in Jose Canseco back. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> he was in there. He didn't pay money for this. He was in that movie Spitting and Cussing. I remember watching that movie and being like. He's screaming damn. Raphael is saying stuff that I can't hear. I'm not allowed. He said damn. Yeah, that was it. That was all. Yeah. But you know, movies like that for kids back in the day was just different. Mm -hmm. It was a different amount of violence. Jaws was PG. It was just like a whole Jaws was PG? PG. Jaws was a giant shark eating everybody. Yes. Yes. Wow. Graphically. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Since we're choosing TMNT Mm -hmm. and Power Rangers, who was your Power Ranger? Raphael. No, Rob. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> crossover episode. Uh, who's my Power Ranger? Yeah. Did you, you have know, one? You know, I wasn't really as connected to like having like my favorite Power Ranger. My experience with Power Rangers was they were cool. They were really cool. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it was the corniest thing you could yeah. possibly be into. <laughs> like in like over the summer, if you liked Power Rangers, you were a like a little baby. Well, like, what are you, a baby? Like, yeah. what are you, a little kid? Yeah. Like, nobody like Power Rangers anymore. Yeah, I experienced that too. I didn't stay with it like I did. I would have spent years with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Like, I mean, animation, I guess, perseveres because animation is always going to look the same. Have right? you watched the Power Rangers episode recently? No, I can't say Just I have. look at a putty in your mind right now. Wiggling oh, around. Goldar. <laughs> yeah. I will go. Like, this guy, like, you got to think about, ah, I throw that. Like, she throws Rita. the thing down and yeah. then, <laughs> I am here. I will do you. You know, it's like, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> but I always liked uh, Godzilla movies. Yes. And the Power Rangers were, were just. You know, a mixture of it, it was, all the things. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the localized American version of a Japanese Sentai show, mm-hmm. where you have like those masked warriors running around doing cool shit. And I, I guess maybe that just reminded me of the Godzilla stuff that I liked. So it wasn't too different, especially the monsters. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to building size, get inside of a giant robot, Voltron style, and fight huge monsters. So that was that was. In but my it's lane. also Voltron. Was like is back now. Yes, and they've redone. What's it. old is new, man. Yeah, they've redone it in a way that kind of makes new generations get into it. I don't think they've done the same thing with Power Rangers. Like made it as kind of like, all right, yeah, I can get into this mm-hmm. because there, there. It seems like all, all, it's almost like that ridiculousness mm-hmm. of Power Rangers is part of the brand. Like it must be this a certain kind of camp, kind of yeah, yeah. Whereas Voltron was like. Yeah, this is anime, but we can kind of make it a little bit more, I don't know. Yeah. Voltron is dope, too. Yeah. Voltron is still dope. And what's old is new, and everything gets remade. She-Ra and uh, Masters of the Universe, and, I mean, Ninja Turtles stays fresh, and it gets renewed all the time. Love Ninja Turtles. Yeah, they I would love the voice of Ninja Turtle. That's, I, I know that that is like the Octavius dream. That would be so cool. Yeah. If I could get to play Raphael in a in a rendition of Ninja Turtles, that would I be like... I can't wait to do an episode of Comic Book Junto when I get to read the headline that says, the internet is mad that a black voice actor is portraying <laughs> Raphael. A Ninja Turtle. A Ninja Turtle. 
Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. Can't wait. All right, let's get into these chips. <laughs> let's get into it. Um, what <laughs> What is Chris Evans talking about? All right. You, so, you sent me this link. My man, Kev on stage, was a hilarious internet comedian. He was on All Deaf Digital in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube channel, Instagram. Go check out. Go follow Kev on stage. Very funny. Really funny dude. Also, Tony Baker. You may have seen the guy who's like... You know, cram like he's playing the he's doing a voiceover for animal videos. Yeah, um, really funny dude. So the, him, so Kev on stage and a couple of his buddies, they have like the value pack, you know, variety pack. When you were a kid, I don't know what your life was like. With my life, you get your lunch, mm-hmm. and they'd have the variety pack. Even down to when we were doing the apprenticeship, we they would have these variety packs. Of chips. Yeah. And you knew some chips was going to be gone. Yes. Within <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah. If you wanted them, you better get them because they're going to be gone. You knew some other chips was going to be left over mm-hmm. until the next. I mean, you could buy a whole new. You might as well buy a new value, ba- value pack because anybody eating them. Mm-hmm. So, Kev on stage. I'm sure certain preferences were formed by that. The fact that you were the last kid to get your chips. So, the only ones you ever got were Cool Ranch or whatever. Cool Ranch definitely was not left by itself. No. Those went quick. Yeah. But like someone I'm sure built their preference all that and, you know, other people can come to it, but they, you were raised on it. I was born in the Cool Ranch. You merely adopted. Oh. <laughs> so you think that Fritos are your ally? Yeah. <laughs> I was born in it. <laughs> I don't know what kind of chips Bane eats. This relates to us because our cap, Captain My Captain, Chris Evans, was weighing in on the chip discussion and it's an order of of what chip is best we got to rank them yeah and the internet is is ranking these and what chip is least best yes Mm -hmm. so let's just uh uh what is in the party pack what's in the collector's pack all right what we got is lay's original Uh we got doritos nacho cheese doritos Mm -hmm. we've got um i think it's barbecue no no cheetos fritos Barbecue Lay's and Cool Ranch Doritos. That's right. So that's what's in the packaging. And the order is one to six. Right. Mm-hmm. So Chris Evans is saying that, here's what Chris Evans' rundown is. He's got number one, Cool Ranch. Mm-hmm. Number two, Cheetos. Number three, Nacho Cheese Doritos. Number four, Fritos. Number five, Barbecue Lay's. Number six, Original Lay's. Yeah, and, and the important part here is he starts by saying, the correct answer is... First of all, chill out. And then he lists all six, and then re- he, he continues, I will not be taking any questions. <laughs> and close the book. Yeah, Cap, you're not running this one. You're wrong. Hail Hydra, I guess. You're wrong on this one. What is, so what do you got as number one here? Number I, one? I can tell you what I got as number one. Well, I, well, yeah, okay, I'll start with number one. M- number one, Fritos. What are you talking about? No. What are you talking Fritos. about? Yeah. Adam, yeah. what but are you, know, I like to take you talking? I like to no. take my Fritos and I like Hold to I on. put raisins in. Hold, what are and you then, talking about? <laughs> are you joking? You put raisins in Fritos? Yeah, put that in a potato salad and bring it to a family reunion. Hold, hold on a second. What in the world of white people <laughs> are you talking about? You ha- must be joking about putting raisins in Fritos. Okay. But I do I do have I do have a, a 
a personal nostalgic reason why Fritos are my number one. When you, let me tell you something right now. Fritos are always the last bag of no. chips left in the box. No, where I chips? come from, Fritos corn chips. No, they're, they're the last ones. Absolutely, they're not. the hardest to eat. Uh, they cut the roof of your mouth like. Freaking Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, but I also <laughs> liked Captain Crunch. So I like Captain Crunch too. It fit. But they smell funny. They do. They taste. <laughs> I can eat them, but that ain't going to be my number one. I was the Frito. Who are you? I was the Frito Bandito. And <laughs> I would go to the community pool in Maple Hill. Oh! And <laughs> I would. What are you uh, I would take Fritos, a small bag, you know, the snack bag of Fritos you can get episode, at lunch. That's the name of the episode. And Frito Frito Ban- <laughs> that's me, baby. Adam Frito Bandito Tetris. You know what it is. Say my name. And oh, I would have a PB&J sandwich that will make it home. And I would take my PB&J sandwich, walk down the hill to the community pool, buy a bag of Fritos from the vending machine, which usually didn't work. And I would get a bag of Fritos. And I will crush those jaws up. Stop. And put them in the sandwich. This does not make a any delight. Sense. What? So that's my number one. You. <sighs> yeah. First of all, don't ever disrespect the peanut butter on <laughs> <and> the sandwich <laughs> ever again. I, it was good. Don't hate until you try it. Don't try it. I guess. I. <laughs> you, to right now. Yeah. I got bread. I've got peanut butter. I got jelly, and I got Fritos. You're gonna. Oh make, yeah. Well, gonna, it sounds like you got beef. Is what you got. <laughs> you you gonna you gonna make a PB and F. Yeah. Sandwich. Well, PB and J. And PB J and F sandwich. That's right. Right now, you're gonna eat it and consume it and enjoy it. Most definitely. Or is this like a childhood thing? No, no. Still. Still. When's the last time you made a PB and PB J and F sandwich? Well, I don't have. I don't do Fritos anymore. I do Tostitos now. Still a corn chip, but a different presentation, different texture, different mouth feel. I can do chips in the regular sandwich. Okay, you know corn meat, chips are where it's at though. Cheese, like and just gives a crunch, like Crunchify. Mm-hmm. Like Crunchify. You ever had that at like Bobby's Burger Palace? Yes. But peanut butter and jelly, you just doing some things. We should. Have, I'm telling. We you. should do a food segment. <laughs> we should do like a spinoff. <laughs> A spinoff, you know, show where we just try different food from around the world. Pick some kind of food. That'd be great. Because you seems- do your tasting menu with uh, different chips. You know, you have it. You have a, a tasting menu with different t- types of Doritos. And over here in Adam Tedderus's corner, I got that nasty ass PB and Frito J. <sighs> you know what it is. So All right. Frito Bandito says Frito's number one. I got. Nacho cheese Doritos, number one. Classic. Yeah. I, I understand. This, I mean, we going for the red bag off top. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking from a distance. Are there any red bags left? I understand. Yeah. Okay. So what you guys number two? My number two is barbecue lays. Because I love the barbecue. You're skipping over Doritos. Both both Doritos. That's right. You would have been in a great situation. I would have, yeah. I'm, this is what I'm telling you. I was the last to the box. I formed my preferences. Oh, so you it's not that you like these. Oh, I love it's them. It's that well you formed sympathy you, for my you, captor. You formulated <laughs> you formulated a love for what was left. I have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I had to I forced them down my gullet and they quickly became my favorite because I it was all I had. Wow. It was all I had. Music is all we got. So Fritos one and uh barbecue lay is two. That's I got number two. I got Cheetos is number two. Cheetos. Okay. 
I don't like Cheetos. At all? No, nah, I don't like puff. How do we, nah. like, what? what is our relationship based on? What is... <laughs> What is it? How do we get this far? This is three years of doing this podcast, and I never how, knew. How long have we been saying this? Our differences that bind us together. <laughs> I never knew these things about you. You do not like puffed, well, like yeah, puffed puff corn. That like that texture. Don't like that texture. But you cool with Fritos? Most definitely, yes. Wow. But but the puffed corn, it's it's like styrofoam to me. It's like styrofoam to me. I don't like it. The puffed air stuff. Any cheese curls, Cheetos? Mm, no. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. What you got? What you got next? My number, number three. three is Cool Ranch. My number three is Cool Ranch. I can meet you there. I'm number three with Cool Ranch. Nothing is better than Cool Ranch and a Capri Sun. Catch me with Capri cool Ranch Suns and a Capri for sure. Sun. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And what's your number three? Uh, cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. Uh, in the video, by the way, that Kev on stage posted, my favorite part of the video is someone off screen pointing and repeatedly saying, cool ranch, cool ranch, cool. Like no one's even paying any mind to this guy. And he just, I stand cool ranch, mm-hmm. uh, which I loved. That was great. My number four, classic red bag Doritos. Hmm. So I got free, Too low. Frito, barbecue lay, cool ranch, Dorito. What's your number four? First of all, you have regular Doritos way too low on this list. <laughs> you not, I am te- I'm telling you, you're, disre- you're not respect. You're not giving it the respect it deserves. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hear. All right, so I got original Lays. Uh huh. Original Lays. And number four. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, if there's not, I don't like the odds for Fritos on your list. Yeah. Not looking good. Nah, not really. All right, so number five. Number five, original Lay's. And, of course, number six, keep those nasty Cheetos away from me. I never, I don't even understand that. Don't like them. Wow. We really some, are the some, Power Man some, and Iron Fist of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> and I take all these chips, I put them in one big bag. And no, like no. I said, I put that in my mama's potato salad, put some raisins. Why well, stop there and put raisinettes inside of that? No, no. And you have the chocolate, you have the chips you get the mouthfeel. It's crunchitized. It's monetized. It's crunchified. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, so I got barbecue layers number five and Fritos mm-hmm. number six. Okay. Fritos. I can eat Fritos if there's the only thing left in the box. That's where I'm at. Internet, we would love... I want to hear... Now, I, I just got to start... I'm going to start going around to people and just asking them to rank this so I can get a real idea of who it is I'm talking to. Yeah. Like, where are you from? What's your background? What, you, what have you been through? Because I just learned something. About the, you. You've been through some things. I have. That yeah. has put you in a situation where you dislike Cheetos and you love Fritos. I was born in the darkness, you know? I that's I was pumped full of venom. I got to wear this mask now and it's just uh, Frito dust <laughs> at all times. It powers me. <laughs> you just Frito dust just blowing in your nostrils. <laughs> I'm always... <laughs> Let me get... <coughs> sorry, it's Frito. What smells like Fritos in here? Oh, that's me. That's me. I'm sorry. That's You've been eating Fritos? Is that what you're saying? I got a ventilator. It's just... It's just... It's just Yo, just me. get this guy some I'm water. I'm sorry. I just... It never really stops. I'll take a drink right now, but it never really stops. It just smells like feet in here. Yeah, that's the Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yep, that's the Fritos. Man. Oh, god. Worst Batman villain. Yeah, the, the Frito Bandito and <laughs> and uh, the Condiment King come up on Woo! on Batman. Man, 
And what are you going to do, Batman? Make a mess is what you're right. going to do. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Man. Since so we I'm, have these divisive opinions, can we talk about something uh, that I yeah. think might keep us on on opposite sides? I don't know where we, we lie on this. Okay. We did a little, junto, we, a little Junto last week, and it was on the topic of the newly revealed Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. uh, the designs from right. the movie. Now, I want to just like clarify. We don't have a trailer. We don't have a, a teaser. Nope. But we do have... I think is it's a branding packet for their marketing team, and it, it says, looks like a stylescape style. Yeah, the style know. guide. This is what Sonic looks like. This is the kind of guy Sonic is. It's actually pretty delightful. They get a slide in here that says the brand personality, and the bullets say something like irreverent and sarcastic, heroic and adventurous, confident and competitive, chill and likable. That's mine. That's mm-hmm. me. And then the last one, mischievous, but not malicious. Mm-hmm. And then you okay. got Sonic on the right-hand side, and he's doing the, the finger wag, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so we have a look at what Sonic looks like. The internet has shared their opinion. Lil Junto, you and I, we chopped it up on this subject. We did. But I wanted to get this into the actual show. Talk about it. Um, can I give you my honest opinion? I would love to hear your honest opinion. Okay, contrary... To what everyone might think, I don't mind this. Okay. I really don't. I, I mean, it's, I, I, I understand how people are pearl clutching and talking about how their childhood is ruined, because that's it, what people do. It looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. It does. The big difference is- I don't see what the issue is. The difference, I think, is the eyes. Another difference is the fact that he's full nude- and there's something about the fact that he... That's just got how he like is, a, isn't that how he is in the video game? It is, but because he's a cartoon and he doesn't have any texture, I don't know, maybe there's something to it. And so in this one, he's got like, he's kind of got muscular legs you and You want arms. him to have ball shorts on? No, 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 no. <laughs> What's then, going on? What y'all asking for? And people are pointing out that his eyes, you know, Sonic, the classic Sonic design basically has one eye. It's just like two mounds, but they are connected. Right. Yeah. Right. So people right, are like, why does it, why don't the eyes look? Because that looks insane, man. And for whatever movie they're making, what are you I talking about with these muscular arms and legs? I think he's he's got some tone. What's the problem? There's no problem. He I'm just run, saying he, he's the fastest thing alive. What I'm getting at is it hints toward the anthropomorphic anthropomorphic. Feature. Okay. Yeah. What's and the s- issue though? I'm saying the more human his shape looks, the more people get weird about the fact that he's fully nude. It's a blue hedgehog with track sneakers on. Yeah, he's wearing track sneakers. And freaking yeah, running Mickey Mouse minstrel. Does he have the gloves on or just his hands Not white? gloves, but his hands, the fur is colored white. All right, so he's got the gloves on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's the fastest thing alive. His yeah. homie is tails. Like, you're concerned about it looking too real? I don't it's know. It's live action. Every, you know how it is. Everybody has an opinion about how they would do it better. I've seen some interesting redesigns. People are like, what if he looked a little bit like this? And it looks a little closer to the cartoon or the, the design from the Sega games. Uh, but as I'm looking at this, I'm just thinking, without seeing him move, we always say it. Yes. Got to see him move. Right. Uh, without seeing him move. I get it. I understand what they're going for, and I think they mostly achieved it. We're, we're good here. Yeah. 
I think it's really funny that people are just clowning on it all the time. Yes, it's good to get it's good to get some jokes off. Let me let me show you a little bit of a difference. This is a, this is a side by side that I'm showing you now. Mm-hmm. It's a side by side. You see how the eyes are done just a little bit differently. Yeah. So I, people want it to be a, a little closer to the design from the Sega Genesis game. This is just somebody going into Photoshop. It's subtle though, right? And making subtle changes. Subtle changes. Subtle changes. And if you scroll through that site, I'm looking at Polygon. Polygon posted some redesigns. You're just drawing it like the cartoon. They're all like the the, the, the the video game and the cartoon. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Speaking of seeing stuff move, let's talk about this Aladdin trailer, which I did not watch. You did not watch the but new... You, but you watched it. Who got him in anime gear? Yeah, look at him. He's wearing clothes. What is this? He's got like a little tracksuit. Yo, who put these crazy eyes on this thing? No. Nah. Who put actual hedgehog <laughs> eyes on this? Yo, that is disturbing. No, this ain't okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want none of this. This is your This is your idea of what's better? No, 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 no. That was a case, and it said, look, just to prove it, no... Real hedgehog eyes do not work. No, they most certainly do not. Stay out my inbox. This is something that would make people scared. No, I hate kids that. ain't going to see that. It looks like Momo. Yes, don't like that. I'm not messing with it. What What did you say before we looked at that horrible thing? What horrible thing? Yeah, the the hedgehog eyes. You had said something to me. Oh, speaking of seeing things move, Aladdin, the Aladdin trailer, which I did not watch. Speaking but I'm of blue, you did. yeah, I did. A new trailer came out mm-hmm. yesterday. I didn't see it, but I think so. I think that's when our our reporter uh, uh, Ken, reporting live from the internet, mm-hmm. always uh, hits the group chat. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Ken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a new trailer, and it shows more, and we hear more. Mm-hmm. We have songs, the redone songs from the movie. Mm-hmm. We get a, an idea of what the the actors and actresses and everyone's voices will sound like. We see Jafar. We got with the whole thing. Iago's in there. Doesn't talk, but he's in there. And we got a better look at Will Smith. Here's what I will say. The Will Smith in the trailer, the new trailer, is really similar similar to Robin Williams. Okay. Sounds like Will Smith, but he's got the same kind of zany actions. He's a living cartoon. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, okay, legit. My take is I'm not super interested in this movie to begin with. And the really, mo- not really. Out of all the remakes, this is the one that I'm actually most excited to see. Not Lion King. Excuse me, I forgot about Lion King. See, Lion King's mine. But here's the thing about Lion King. Lion King. I think there's <laughs> Jungle Book came out. It was a little disconnected. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I'm a little disconnected from it is because it's like this just looks like a furrier cartoon. Yes, and you know Lion King is absolutely that. And that's the same thing. Like the idea of Lion King is cool, but I think I honestly think there's like a disconnect mm-hmm. between me and the animals. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make sense? What is that disconnect? What I just don't feel like I'm, I'm. I don't know. The fact that Aladdin actually has real people in it. Yeah. Something about that makes me go, oh, interesting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It grounds it as an Maybe. actual reimagining. Maybe. Whereas Lion King doesn't have any real people in the movie. Never did. I feel like no I've humans. seen that already. That's what I feel like I've seen that already. Yeah, and this is just kind of like an HD remake. Yeah, it's like, oh, we're gonna watch Lion King. It's like I've seen Lion King already. I see what you're saying. What are you doing differently? Well, it's gonna be live action. So you mean it's gonna be really good. 
really good like CGI. Well, that's where I am. And and after watching this second trailer for Aladdin, I'm thinking, yes, these are live action people. These are real human beings. But the songs sound really similar. And the set pieces look really similar. And the costumes look really similar. And while it's cool to see them realized in real life, I mean, so much of it is going to be CG. And a lot of the songs and dialogue are probably going to be the same. And I don't know if I need that. I, I might have besmirched Disney films earlier in this podcast. But that's all I need. Those those are classics. They're perfect. And, I, and I'm going to go see Aladdin. I'm not in the tribe. I'm not, like, hype for this. I'm going to see Aladdin. I'm excited about it. I know Dumbo's coming out. I feel like I could go without seeing Dumbo. Yeah. I'm going to go see Lion King. I did not see Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go see Jungle. And, and the thing that makes me excited about Lion King mostly is the fact that Donald Glover, Beyonce. Oh, it's the cast. James Earl Jones. Yeah. It's the cast. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, man, don't you want to see the thing you've seen before? But now they're using... You know, really, really great graphic effects. It's like, ah, uh, yeah? Question mark? Yeah. I know. I feel you. I understand that. So, I'll see it. Fair enough. What else we got here? What else are we talking about? Well, there's at least one other thing that I do want to include in this. And uh, uh, I, I don't know how much we will have to share on it, either of us. Because I know, I know neither of us are huge fans of this thing in particular. But um, Critical Role is... A Dungeons and Dragons streaming show. And streaming. Streaming, also. we're talking like you can catch them playing this, performing it live. Video. That's right. Gotcha. Video. <clears throat> like a YouTube thing. Yeah. And Critical Role, I think, uh, has been running for five years, let's say. And it is a Dungeons and Dragons, what they call actual play stream or cast and that means that they're actually playing the game using the rules not just telling a story like a podcast but they're actually playing the game and interacting and rolling dice and doing the whole nine now what's special is the cast of critical role they're all i would say relatively or well-known voice actors and so the the story itself the experience itself is really well fleshed out is fun to listen to these folks. They're good at what they do. They're very good at what they do. So it sounds fun to have them do this. D&D is going through a rise in popularity. More people are watching and listening to these, these streams, these casts. Critical Role wants to turn their show into an animation. I want to turn Comic Book Junto into animation. Let's do it. We're, we're partway there. We're one one hundredth there with these little Juntos. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Tim Apple. Appreciate that. Shout out to you. Uh, appreciate you and your five stars and uh, positive uh, uh, platform, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. for creating iTunes and, and allowing us to use iTunes. Appreciate that. Um, so they, they go on Kickstarter. They want to make a cartoon. And I think the idea was four episodes, maybe one episode. And they wanted to raise $750,000. It's not a small amount. And in day one, under 24 hours, they raised over a million. Okay. It's been nine, maybe 10 days since they launched this, and now they have over 7 million. Okay. And they keep adding stretch goals and going and going and going. So here's the thing. Now that they have reached this critical mass, this success, they are now in the eyes of a lot of people because money is on the table now. We're talking about 7 million, not just... You know, a lot of people listening to this D&D show, but now we're talking about over $7 million. 
And there's some new attention being paid to critical role and conversations coming up about critical role's responsibility. Who are they responsible to now that they're in this, this new scope, I guess. Okay. And some of the questions are revolving around things like this. Tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons don't make all that much money. They're successful, moderately successful. I think in 2017, they accounted for about $55 million worldwide. And in a week, this show, based on those games, made $7 million. And that's a big fraction. So how much... Is this group, Critical Role, responsible for, you know, telling people about the games themselves, helping them economically, or paying the creators of the games? Because... Is this a question you're asking, or is this a question this is like the, the internet is the asking? The internet is asking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wizards of the Coast makes D&D. They're not going to see one red cent from this. Mm-hmm. Not directly. Mm-hmm. Although it is feasible that new fans will come out of it. Okay. Question two. Critical Role. Very well loved. Great talent, 100% white. Now that they have this new thing, they're big star streamers, and they've got tons of money, and they're going to have a cartoon. What obligation or responsibility do they have to their fans and to making a more inclusive community by way of having more voices on their cast, more folks who are not just white? And I, I'm interested in this conversation at a distance because I'm, I'm not connected to this show. I haven't actually listened to it, never watched it myself. But I have to just sit and observe the power that is being generated here. Seven million dollars on Kickstarter. That's not a small thing. That's a big fan base. So you're new to this like I am, right? Right. Where does this hit you? Does, does any of this seem like it's... Uh, Meaningful or valid? Are there any real responsibilities? Does it does it affect you in any way? Um, I'm just trying to think through this with the little information I have is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, internet, what I do is I try to take an idea and I try to break it. How long? How far do I have to pull it or twist it until it breaks? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I can do that is go with Comic Book Junto. Comic Book Junto is Adam and I. We are doing our podcast mm-hmm. we decide to do a little juntos and let's say we get to the point where we decide hey we want to raise money we've got an idea we want to turn this into a cartoon we're going to need seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get the animation studio and so and so and so yeah sure seven hundred fifty thousand dollars turns into seven million dollars right? yeah how many fritos they can buy with that plenty <laughs> a plenty. lot plenty of fritos and we do it we raise this money. Adam and I are going, whoa, man, like, we could do this, and we could do that, and we could, you know what I mean? And we could do, because this all started from us creating content, that content get, gathering some momentum and creating mm-hmm. fandom. Yeah. So that means that this didn't exist before we did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so this is new intellectual property. So if we look at that and you go, okay, well, the thing that you used to create the story was this product. It's a D&D. Mm-hmm. Okay, but do I, I'm sorry, D&D, do I owe you something? Like, is there a tra- is this transaction complete? Sure. Because my understanding was I'm a nobody. Sure. 
and I bought your thing. You asked me for X amount of dollars to have your thing. Is there some sort of restriction on me streaming it? And all playing within legal abilities. Yeah. Not like is there some rules? Was revenge. I not allowed to stream it? Was I not allowed to play it in public? You know how some movies, like, you can buy it, but you can't show it in public. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I haven't broken any rules, you asked me for something, and for exchange, you're going to give me something. And we completed that transaction. Mm-hmm. Now, I, of my creativity, use an emoji. Mm-hmm. And we create this thing and we do all this stuff. And from that spark of an idea, we make something bigger that, you know, it grows and develops. Can then, if we're no longer using an emoji and if we're using some other version of animation or whatever, or it it spins off into something else, Mm -hmm. is Apple then able to run up and go, you owe me? Well, hold on. I thought I bought your phone. Yeah. And the transaction was complete. We play within the rules. Yeah, like... You asked me to pay a cell phone bill. I signed the contract and I agreed. Nowhere in this contract, unless you can show me something I, I haven't seen, do I owe you something. Mm-hmm. So you can't turn up and, and just say I owe you things because I've become successful. That sounds like you're being greedy. Mm-hmm. That sounds like you're being an opportunity, opportunist because you weren't asking anybody to pay you anything when they didn't have anything. Sure. You didn't care about me when I was just me and my buddies were doing, me and my buddy Adam were doing something. Sure. So that one kind of falls, eh, it breaks pretty easily. Yeah. The other one representation. Is like representation. Me and my buddy Adam are doing our little thing. Our thing blows up. We decide that we're going to turn this into what it is. If someone comes in and goes, hey, you're not representing us in your thing, I go, well, it's my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah. Well, I don't see anybody from the LGBTQ community, and it's like, well, because it's about, it's about me and my friend. I don't understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm resp- Like, you, I don't know that you have entitled. You're not entitled to jump into my success. Sure. Because I, because I built something. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm taking some sort of IP from somewhere, doing this or that. Now, if you have conviction, like if someone were to say, hey, man, listen, you've got a lot of opportunity here. Mm-hmm. You know, $7 million, you could do a lot with $7 million. That's right. And there's a, a lot. A lot apart from just making a cartoon. Right. Now, what I want to do now is what I want to present to you is what do your convictions look like? When it comes to representation, because now you have access, you have opportunity, you have the privilege of having all of this money. Yeah. Have you considered the whole with great power must also come great responsibility? I'm so glad you said it. Now, I can't run up on you and go, you must, you owe, like, I don't know that I can do that. Mm -hmm. What I can do is appeal to you and say, hey, man, you have a surplus now. Yeah. You asked for enough to do your thing with you and your friends. Now you have... 20, 10, 15 times as much? Yeah. What other different things can you take on? What other opportunities can you have? I think that's an angle that I can see approaching with a little bit easier than, you owe me. Yeah. Where where are the black people at? It's like, this is about me and my stupid friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you can have a bigger conversation. Well, you know, voice actors don't really have an opportunity. It's like, yeah, but I don't know that this, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. We were begging 
people gave us. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I like I say, I, I, I and I, that's what I'm saying. I have to compare it to us. I can't jump in their head, but I can't. I don't know that Asian people could run up on us and be like, "Yo, where the Asian people at?" In your two person comedy thingy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that Adam should be Asian. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I wish. Well, I think that Octavius should be a woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute. The thing that made this what it was is the people liking the thing that we do. Yeah. And they put their money where their mouth was. Yeah. Now you want me to change the thing that people paid for. Because remember, I have a responsibility to the people who paid for the thing I said I was going to make. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know who the voices are, but being a person who loves animation, voices are important. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm really excited because, you know, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Rob, Rob Paulson is going to be playing a certain character. Mm-hmm. And now because of representation based off of the way you see it and your perspective, which is fair to have a perspective. But now I go kick out Rob Paulson and maybe... Octavius was the one who gave money just because I don't know nothing about D&D, but I love Rob Paulson. Here's my five bucks. That's right. Yeah. Now Rob Paulson's not there. And I'm like, what's I paid for that. So like, I think there's a lot more going on here. And that's why I think the angle of, well, let me just present to you mm-hmm. something to see if it triggers any conviction in you. Yeah. And if it does, again, now that you're in a place of surplus, significant surplus, yeah. have you considered what what ability you might have to serve and represent more people. And I can understand if maybe you weren't thinking like that at first, but now you have the opportunity to think that way. What I, say you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the exact same boat. I think if you are able to do more, if you, let, let's, let's start with this. If this group of Dungeons and Dragons gamers and voice actors and these people who are making the show, if they consider themselves to be a part of a community, then perhaps it's a community that they would want to give back to, where they would want to build up as they have been built up. If they consider themselves to be strictly industry and they're just making something to sell, that's another thing. I mean, the obligation that you have is nil. The opportunity that you have is great. And I think blowing up overnight or over a small amount of time, it gets a lot of attention that you might not have otherwise had. That That's true. And money is power. And with great power comes great responsibility. What I want to see, what I would love to see is as a newbie to this show that I've never watched, I would love to see these folks say, we made way more money than we expected to. And that means that we get to do a lot more things bigger than we thought we could. Not just making the animation look better, but also granting opportunities to people that weren't a part of this. Making the community get bigger. We could. We could just make it happen. Yeah. And we didn't have those opportunities before because we just didn't have as much to work with. I just don't know if I can, I don't know if I can demand it. And that's where I'm at. And and we have this conversation all the time when we're talking about comics. And I always think of Steve Steve, uh, Rogers, Hydra, you know, the, the, um, the hell was the name of that arc? Secret Empire. Mm-hmm. And the the things that you hope happen or the things you want to see happen are not the things that you can guarantee are going to happen or you can demand happen. I'm not working on a basis of entitlement. 
especially not coming to a brand new thing fresh and I have no context. I wasn't here to begin with, but now they all got money and have demands. Right. That's weird. That, that, that right there. I understand that. Is like the root of it. It's like, who cared about Critical Role 30 days ago? I mean, Now clearly, you're running up on them being like, where, where, where are the black people at? It's sure. like they weren't here from the beginning when we came up with this harebrained scheme. Sure. Now... Yeah, you are demanding that I represent. It's like in a lot of ways, kind of back off. This is our thing. I would say, I mean, it can get tricky from here because I can envision myself being the kind of person who hears this group of D and D gamers gets seven million dollars for their show, and one of the thoughts I have is, what about all the other people who have shows that are good that I've never heard about? Right. Is it possible they're not getting $7 million because they have people that are marginalized in the group and fewer people know about them and it's just not being elevated in the same way? It's possible. Possible. I mean, it goes deep, right? And so now my attention is brought to this group I never heard of prior to this day. And I'm wondering, oh, of course, a fine example of white supremacy at its best. Of course, these are the folks who get the money. Maybe. And so I think it goes deep. I don't think that's on these people's backs directly, but I think it's a part of the society that we live in. Mm -hmm. And I do want to see something made of that because I think that would be cool as hell. And I think it would be cool as hell to see, you know, the the tabletop role-playing game industry benefit from it, as well as seeing more people of color be a part of that community. Yeah. That would be dope. I don't know if they necessarily, these folks, these eight people who play the game, I don't know if it is their responsibility to solve. Yeah, but yeah, I would like to see it. I, you know, so here's the thing. I often, this is something I learned as a Christian. Mm -hmm. I don't hold people to standards that they have never agreed to. Hmm. In the sense of like, as a Christian, there's a certain aspect that goes, I believe this voluntarily i live by these standards voluntarily i pick i choose mm -hmm. to align myself with this and 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 function this way and roll this way yeah and if you don't i can't just roll up on you and go what are you doing yeah look at me like uh whatever i want you shouldn't be doing that says who sure i never agreed to that i never agreed to these terms mm -hmm. so that's a large part about you know, understanding you can't just run up on people and call them and make them accountable to your standards. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? In your worldview, like mm -hmm. there, there's got to be room for people to grow and develop and not agree or not see it that way. Especially if it's not a, especially if it's not something like culturally immoral, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If this sure. is preferential or this is the way I see it. So I think that's you would why, need some level of awareness to even decide. Yeah, we is. would have to. I would have to know more about them to go yeah. like, do they even are they are they professing to believe in these things? Because I can't just run up on them and go, "Yo, how come you're not represent?" It'd be like, I don't know that we ever agreed to that. We're not even thinking like that. Yeah, you know, like, and that's why I say us. Where do we're like? If you look at this show right now. Where are the Asian people? Mm -hmm. It'd be like, well, that's not really what this is about. Oh, so it's not about that, huh? So we, you don't care about it. Whoa. Mm -hmm. You and all of that stuff you just brought in this room, you need to back up and step away. 
Because just because it's not for you doesn't mean I don't like you Mm -hmm. or don't care for you. It means that the stakes and the parameters of what this was designed for is what it's for. It doesn't mean it's against you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to create this thing of if you don't align yourself with what's important to me, you hate me. Yeah. Or you don't care about this. Or you're doing a bad job as yeah, an ambassador. Yeah, for like who, where, where did I become like the responsible, like even being a black person, it's like black people are not a monolith. Like, mm-hmm. so you're black. So it's like, wait a minute. How do you not even want to be aligned? I don't even want to, I don't have to do that. I don't have to represent all of this stuff. I never agreed to that. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing I'm trying to respect for these people I don't know. And I think that's why the idea of appealing to someone is different mm-hmm. than telling them what they should and shouldn't be doing and asking questions and trying to find out, so what's going on? So where are you guys from? How'd this thing get started? Okay, cool. So how do you guys, so so what does it look like? What does representation look like in D&D? There are a lot of black people that play this. Mm-hmm. Notice you guys, it's all white guys. Are there any, is there, let me find out where you, how you guys think about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what it's like, yeah, man, you know, we we were nerds. Like no one wanted to play this with us. We invited people. Ah, now we're starting to get more of the story. Like, but I or it could be like, nah, man, you know, we're just really good at this and everybody else sucks at it. It's like well worst possible scenario. Other people aren't as good of voice actors as us. Like we tried to audition people, but you know we're looking for a certain tone. Like we want a certain like be, a level of diction, and we just find that you know people of different backgrounds, their accent. Like okay, you know what I'm saying? But we can't just dive into this and bring in all of our expectations that people live up to our standards. I'll, I'll say, anything. I, I I don't know this about the people who want to see any changes or want to see an increase in inclusivity from from this group from critical role. I I can't say that I understand the demographic or I've even seen it. I haven't been exposed to it. I will say that I believe that it is it is now man, how am I even going to phrase this? We're in a time in which I notice a lot of white people saying loudly what should be done by other white people. Right? And I think white people are looking for opportunities, the ones who are aware of institutional racism, aware of the patriarchy, aware of these these massive cultural oppressive forces. There are a lot of white people who are looking for ways to show themselves as being against that or looking for any opportunity to make things change. And that can include looking at other people who have more power and demanding better actions from them, Mm -hmm. better behavior from them. And so I think it is definitely true that I see a group of white people and I want to say to those white people, man, I hope they're going to use this as an opportunity to do better Mm -hmm. because historically y'all don't, we don't. Fair point. And so legit point. And it's important. I want to say it's important that you say that mm -hmm. from your pedestal and privilege. Yeah. It is important that you say that. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think there is a line in which some people do, you know the phrase, performative wokeness. Mm -hmm. So there is a line in which some people are making these demands or telling people what they must do or must not do because they are doing their hardest to signal to everyone else who they are and what they're about and what they're not about. Mm -hmm. Just so everybody knows, 
I'm not good with racism. And I'm trying to change it by making other people who are more powerful than I am behave differently. And then there's there's the line on the other side of that, or, or, or a thing on the other side of that line, which is, you know, people who really sincerely are trying to make changes don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just try, looking at opportunity to call for better behavior. Mm-hmm. Legit, right? And I think that gets muddled when we don't have context, when we don't know who we're talking to, no who we're nuance. talking we're about. Yeah, exactly. And when when people blow up, you know, whether they're around whether they've been around and succeeding for five years or not, I only just heard about them now. And they blow up, they have this come up, woo, seven million dollars for a D and D thing. I love that. Let me check this out. Oh, they're all white people. That's a bad look. That better change. And I think there's a lot of different reactions. People have these different reactions for what they want to see done. Um, I I don't know what to do with that other than to encourage myself audibly and other people just ask more questions Mm -hmm. to learn more about the situation here i am saying this about a story that i'm not 100 on like i haven't followed this since day one i only just learned about it but ask more questions learn about what's going on get as much information as you can before you start making these like public demands and posting paper on the wall you know like martin luther style Uh like (laughs) nailing it to the door and being like this is what i want Mm-hmm. Just so everybody knows, and like I appreciate your conviction, but sometimes I think that stuff it can get out of hand, and it, and I think it also can sometimes be coming from a place of like inauthenticity, like you're just you're just showing off for people, you're just making demands because that's a good look on you. I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that is a lot to process. It's but, a lot to unpack. Yeah, but. That's what Comic Book Junto is for. Mm-hmm. We get to break all of those things down. Mm-hmm. And the moral of the story is... I wish we had $7 million. Is that the moral? Yeah. All right. That's what it comes down to. Because <laughs> if we get $7 million, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. I'll let you know right now. I got no morals. If I got $7 million, I'm throwing them all out the window. That's I'm not Frito. I'm the Frito Bandito. And I will be... Lawless. Matches Malone. <laughs> okay. Hat trick Malone? No. <laughs> I was, what do you say? It's embarrassing. I don't know why I fucked that up so bad. <laughs> Smack lips Malone? <laughs> what was that? Oh, trash trick Malone. Who is this? Trash trick. Hat trick Malone. Ooh. All right, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, before that, we're going to let you know what the future looks like for Comic Book Junto. We are going to see Shazam tomorrow. Shazam! And after we see Shazam, we're going to record a one-shot. The thing is, we're trying to figure out when we should put the one-shot out. Because what's the date that Shazam's showing? It's two weeks early. So Shazam is going to be shown only one day, March 23rd. And then no more Shazam until April 5th, the actual release date. Right. So we're trying to determine when we should put the one shot out. We're going to look at the embargo and see when we can put the one shot movie review out. Mm-hmm. We'd like to know, hear from you guys about what do you think? Should we wait until like maybe the Thursday that it comes out? Or should we put it out on the day that everybody sees it? I guess we'll do our Googles and figure out some stuff. But what yeah. are your thoughts on that? But we're going to go see that one shot. We're going to do a movie. Rev- we're going to go see the movie Shazam. We're going to do our movie review, and then we'll have that ready for you as soon as we deem appropriate. That's right. And that's it. That's it. Episode 105. Uh, Shazam takes place in Philly, by the way. It does? It does. 
It was I, shot in Toronto. It's a little bit of movie. Billy Batson's from Philly? Pay close attention to the Mark of Frankfurt train that he's on. That subway is way too clean to be shot in Philadelphia. Mm. And But that movie takes place in Philly, which is very exciting. And who knows? Maybe he'll come up against... Mr. Glass. <laughs> oh, who knows? Who knows? It's not. Maybe gonna. he'll get taken out by a pothole. Ah, uh, <laughs> are we just past the point where? All right, listen, man. Potholes are dangerous. All I know is Billy Batson better watch out for them potholes. Silly potholes will are take, dangerous. Take fools out. Yes, they will. Watch yourself. I've seen him kill a man. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Watch yourself. Uh huh. Make sure you you know fully or. Aware of your surroundings, mm-hmm. okay? So that's it. Episode 105, at Octavius A. Newman on Twitter, at Adam Tedderis, at Comic Book Junto. All of those things are on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts are. We need to hear from you guys about what the what the, what the, 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 variety, the variety pack that's right. ranking is. Yeah. We need to know about that. That's important information. Yeah. We also need to know what you guys think about this whole D&D thing. Mm-hmm. You know? What are your thoughts on this money thing? Adam said a lot. I said a lot. What do y'all think? Yeah, we want to know, you know, if you get a lot of money and you get a new spotlight, does your responsibility change? Who do you owe anything to? Yeah. Let us know. Nuance. Mm-hmm. Captain Nuance needs to be like a character that comes Captain to- Nuance. Actually, I think there's more information. <laughs> Don't think we should- well, Hold on a minute, sir. I think we're jumping to a conclusion. Captain Nuance. I think you're talking more than you're listening. Captain Nuance (laughs) is kind of like a referee of another superhero's encounter. Right. Where one superhero is like, a bank is being robbed. I must stop the bank robber. Well, first of all, I don't know. Captain Nuance. Have you tried to think about it from his perspective? He's stopping me from punching (laughs) this guy in the jaw. He's getting away now. Well, wait a minute. What about his past? Well, what, is he going to use that money for his daughter? I don't know if that's all of your personal information and necessary for you to know that. You are a buzzkill. I appreciate you, but you are a buzzkill. Well, what about me? You don't know what I've been through. You You haven't asked me one question. You've been judging me this entire time. You know what? Actually, I realized a lot about myself today, Captain Nuance. I apologize for my beat. My job here is done. Where you go? Right in the middle of you talking. <laughs> Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Right in the middle of you talking, he just flies away. <laughs> He's just waiting. Think for about me. that. And off he goes. <laughs> Captain Nuance to the rescue. Like what he like blasts off from the ground, and the the uh, the writing behind him says Nuance. <laughs> He's just flying away. Oh Damn. man. That's funny. Episode 105, folks. Thank you for listening to over 140-some episodes of this. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. We are on uh, Apple Music, well, well, Apple Podcasts. We're mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. Listen to us on all those different places. We're trying to make ourselves available. And if anybody knows how to get this thing on iHeart, yeah. we would love that because we'd love to be able to go, Alexa, play comic book Junto. Yes, put it on all of the things. So that's the one thing I'm trying to figure out. So if you got any info on that, hit me up and let me know. Mm-hmm. All right, 105, that's it. Talk to y'all next time. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs) 